Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So Cal's Country Station, 95.1 KFROG. I'm Pepper. This is Spirit of the IE. Amazing Life Ministries aims to help guide, lead, and teach people of all ages with an emphasis on foster and adoption. Founder Tamara Doss has adopted three children herself and now works as a speaker and advocate for this population. Thank you for joining me. You are welcome. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Start by telling us about this organization and ministry and what inspired you to start it. Yes, thank you for asking. So Amazing Life Ministry was really birthed out of a passion to help people to discover really their true value of who they are. There's, you know, so much chaos and struggle in the world and our identity sometimes gets wrapped up in what we think we hear, what we think we're supposed to be. So our goal is to help people to remember whose they are and who they are and to live that out in bold color. We started really in an educational format in the books that we were writing and teaching and lecturing and training individuals of all ages, male, female, from young to old, and helping them to discover their true identity. But our passion is truly foster and adopt. And so we have twofold purpose in our ministry. One, to educate just their value and who they are and to remind them how not just important they are, but that they were born and gifted with a purpose and trying to help them fulfill that purpose. But the second part is to help individuals that have either been in foster care, currently in foster care, or hopefully get adopted into a forever family. And so our passion there is just to, again, reach out, support those families. Part of our ministry is wrapped in God's love. And it's a baby blanket project where we believe that if we can get this blanket, even though it's just a piece of cloth. But if we pray on it, if we really ponder and meditate and think about the baby that's going to be wrapped in this blanket, we believe the love and the power of Jesus Christ can wrap them and secure them and hopefully protect them from some of the evils of this world, especially with their own mindset and how they may cling to a negative identity in their life and uh, live it out as a positive one. And so we do that project. And then one of our personal struggles, so I actually adopted as a single mom, a baby that was three months old, but I had just started dating a new boyfriend and he ended up staying around because I told him I was going to be adopting. And that, that could be a, that could be some baggage. It could have been a deal breaker. <laughs> but you know, on our very first date, I had told him that I was going to be adopting. I just had no idea how soon and quick it would come, which is 
the name of our ministry, the name of our books, the name of our website, God's Amazing Plans, because it literally happened almost overnight. But on our first date, I told him I'm going to be adopting. I didn't know when, how, or at what time it would really occur. But six months later, I sat him down and said, I got something to tell you. And that was on a Wednesday. And on Monday, I met my new baby boy. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So all God's amazing plans. Not easy, not perfect, but wonderful and part of life's experiences. So that journey as an adoptive mother can be a roller coaster. You know, and that is actually the second key component to our hands and feet part of the ministry, not the education, but the actual with foster adoption. Because you nailed it, Pepper. (laughs) It can be a roller coaster. It can be difficult. These kids may or may not have been in good situations. And uh, I had my baby who was now five years old and we adopted his two siblings. They came together as a pair and they were one and a half and two and a half. And I was in a sales position. I was a top sales rep. You know, I was on a train going 180 miles an hour, got off, took some maternity time to try to bond and secure this new relationship and household. And it was difficult. There were a lot of challenges for my oldest son who tried to find out where his position in the home was. And these two babies that came in from very difficult circumstances. And our second part of our ministry is bonding experiences because there were moments, Pepper, truly, where I was in tears. I didn't know what to do, how to do it, and reaching out for help. Thank God I was working with Department of Social Services, but they don't have a service for intervention counseling and like deep in the depths, like right now for a long time. Like I need help every day to get this back on track. So there was no time to bond or to, you know, go have experiences where we could just try to laugh and hang out because we were trying to do life and life was difficult. And so our goal with our second part of the ministry is to create a bonding experience. And just for example, like a season pass to Disneyland where they don't have to worry about their time or money. Because if you go to Disneyland, first of all, you're paying a fortune. And second of all, you want to get your money's worth. (laughs) When you go, you want to be there for as long as possible. And in this first, you know, week, month, year of transition from foster to adoption or just foster to foster, there's no time Like if you go to Disneyland or camping or, you know, travel or something that's important to a family, things don't always go as hoped or planned. And so you leave and you don't have to worry about that. So that's our goal is finding a family that needs bonding, who's in a new transitional period and giving them an opportunity to not worry about the finances of something for a year and going and enjoying it for an hour a day as opposed to 18 hours, you know, 12 hours getting their money's worth. So I just really feel like the bonding is critical, not just for the parent, but for the children, you know, the whole unit as a family. So what would you say are your primary goals with this ministry? Well, so our primary goals are absolutely the first and foremost to teach people how valuable they are, to remind them and help them to recognize whose they are, and that is belonging to a God bigger than themselves, that somebody thought of them, planned them, created them, even in an imperfect world under imperfect circumstances, that he had a great purpose for their lives, and to remind them of that and help them through that in counseling and teaching and training 
in finding their true identity, not what the world told them, or in some cases, even what they believe, you know, they're telling themselves that they don't have value. Um, I know with all my kids, in particular, the youngest one, he really struggled with that. I'm just, he's 19 now, almost 20, and I'm just finally starting to see his true identity coming out because there's a lot of uncertainty or unknown or why did I not, why was I not loved? Why did I not, you know, even if they're in a loving situation, the mind is a very powerful thing Mm -hmm. and the mind is so attached to our heart. And so teaching them to guard their heart above all things and learning to recognize truth from lies. And so that is our first and foremost. And that's where the educational component comes through because we still want to speak life into them and we want to destroy any kind of death talk in their mind or from the outside in. We do want them not just to know whose they are, but who they are personally. I don't even know if this is really, you know, I don't know why this is coming to my mind, but my oldest son who really struggled with his identity, he just got a big tattoo of his last name for the first time. Like, I mean, yeah, and and he's wanted one forever, and I told him not till he was 18, but it's a big transitional point for him because he claimed his name finally and said, this is who I am. And it's very powerful. And I told my husband, like, wow, that's not just a tat. That's like a declaration of I finally know who I am, like where I belong. And this is my family. Even though I would say we have a great family, it's not about what I think. It's about what they think. It's about their perception. It's their perception. Exactly. And so perseverance and Uh, never leaving their side and continually reminding them and working through all of the difficulties and challenges that they may or may not even know that they're encountering. What impact has your ministry had on the community? Our ministry touches so many different populations in addition to foster and adoption. So the educational component, we've taught probably about 2,000 people how to live out their amazing plan through a 30-day challenge where we walk them through 30 key principles that will change their life. And it's really about a question or a principle in their life, and we teach them how to identify it, talk to God about it, and most importantly, how to listen to Him about it, because that's where the truth really comes from. Like, They may have been believing a lie and you or I or any human being or any counselor or any professor or any expert could teach them. But until they truly learn it from the source who created them, it may not be achievable. It may not be comprehensible. And so we have seen significant change in people. We've taught people in uh, seven countries and 15 states throughout the United States and a lot right here in the Riverside Inland Empire, of course. And that's where we get to do the hands-on in person. We've worked with populations. Uh, We worked in partnership with a nonprofit locally for human trafficking, and we have got to impact their lives greatly, seeing significant change in how they view themselves. We just graduated our first of a partnership in Pomona with a nonprofit organization. I'm not sure if I can say their names, but the first one is Rebirth Homes. And this one is Restore Her Place in Pomona, where we've gone in and taught a 12-week curriculum on becoming the godly woman that is already within you. And we have seen significant change in those women. These women are coming out of incarceration, possibly with drug addiction, 
possibly with family crises, personal crises. And so they're going through this 12-week curriculum through our one of our other resources. And we just did an interview on Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network with a student who was a student in my study, who now became a teacher, who now is teaching students, and the student had just graduated. So a beautiful full circle of really learning to accept yourself, learning like respect and honor, learning what humility is truly about, learning how to love unconditionally, learning the fruit of the spirit of learning to be gentle, because the world tells us to be tough and hard and, you know, to have victory at all costs. And that isn't truly the way to happiness and growth. It's about humility, kindness, gentleness, friendship, doing the right thing, uh, living a righteous life, even forgiveness, which is a hard one, learning to forgive. And we always think that forgiveness like lets somebody off the hook, but it truly lets ourselves off the hook of anger, bitterness, hatefulness. And those things, when they reside within us, they destroy us. And we think we're being victorious. So that's the work that we've seen uh, in this young lady, Jessica. She had shared really what the class has meant to her. She's a work in progress, she will admit, because, you know, she thinks there's a destination. And it's not. It's a journey. I'm sure you can attest to the fact we struggle every day. We're constantly growing. And so we're watching these women grow. The rebirth homes I love because I have gotten to develop some personal relationships with maybe about five or six of the women that I went in and kicked off and launched the study with. And I have seen them accept Christ, accept who they are, forgive their trespassers, and try to recognize the beauty that they have without thinking they have to fill a mold. I mean, it's as simple as like, do I or do I not need to wear false eyelashes? I know that sounds so silly, but once we can like take off the facade and realize we're still beautiful, we're still perfect, we're still living a purpose, we may not look as good or be as smart or have the same talent as somebody else, but we are perfect, we are beautiful, and we do have a talent. So watching them live that out has been amazing. We also had a ministry in Corona called Angels Over Cliff, and they did a 12-week study there as well. And a little more difficult there, but watching progress slowly in there because they are hardcore still in homelessness. Mm -hmm. And it's a process to believe that God has a plan for us. And so it's a little more difficult there, but still seeing progress because Pepper, our goal is not to pick the harvest and see all the fruit. Our goal is to plant seeds. Our Our goal might be to water the seeds and we might be lucky enough to see the harvest if we're in that full cycle. But we've seen some amazing things. We've also seen, uh, we work with Department of Social Services uh, with the Baby Blanket Project. And um, we've been featured in their newsletter. We got to deliver 75 blankets that were customized, personalized, not with a name, but with a vision of who might be wrapped in this blanket. Uh, We had a team of about 15 women that came and used their skills and their gifts of cutting and sewing and praying. And, you know, I think the blanket is important, but the prayers behind the blanket, the heart and the thought behind the blanket, I really believe is where the power lies in hopefully changing these babies' lives. 
And our concept with that, we have not heard any actual stories, but our prayer and our vision and our thought behind the Baby Blanket Project was not just wrapped in God's love physically with a blanket, but spiritually with his love. And we do believe and we do hope that one day we may meet a baby or a toddler or a child that got those blankets and that Bible verse that somebody prayed specifically about specifically for who would get this blanket would actually like call that their own like that might be one thing that they remember from their foster care that Bible verse on their baby blanket I don't know call me crazy it sounds crazy but we really do believe that it could maybe impact a child I'm call from mom answer it call silenced Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. With Tamara Doss, founder of Amazing Life Ministries, not just baby blankets that you provide. Can you tell us about the significance of the pillowcases that you give to foster children, too? I'm so glad you asked about that because I personally would never have thought about a pillowcase. But in conversation and dialogue with Department of Social Services and what their needs were and about this project uh, that we were going to be creating and the purpose behind it and, and if everything we were doing was okay. It was actually the community counselor suggestion for the pillowcases. She had shared, and I know this firsthand as a mother that had three kids that were in foster care, that when a child in foster care moves homes, they take a black trash bag full of their belongings. And in those belongings, they're usually not top quality products. They're used, they're probably hand-me-downs, they're probably donated, they're probably, you know, given. And so a lot of times those clothes are sometimes left behind or not highly valued, and so they kind of get forgotten about. And so she had asked and said that it would be an incredible opportunity to create a pillowcase for a child, especially maybe an older one, a teenager, that has a Bible verse in it and prayed on where their head lays every night. And they want to take their pillow because pillow is a thing of comfort. So kind of like a stuffed animal. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're young, we have one token that we hold on to. We may not hold on to a blue shirt or a coat or boots or socks or underwears or whatever, but something precious to us. And so they knew that they did take their pillows and having that pillowcase on their pillow would be not just an act of love, but an act of security. And uh, whether or not they even knew or saw the Bible verse inside doesn't matter. It's that it's there. 
and it's significant. It's a foundation for them to lay their head upon every night and hopefully take with them. So I was a little struck by that. I was quite surprised. And she had actually said that she had shared it with several organizations, but nobody had ever moved forward with it. So we did definitely take on that challenge. We didn't give as many pillowcases as we did blankets because pillowcases require a little more hand sewing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, the blankets that we make aren't just sewn, they're also tied. And so um, a lot of people can actually do that where the where the sewing machine is a higher skill mm-hmm. and a few less volunteers. But I'm really excited. I uh, hopefully We'll be looking at partnering with a local Riverside church, perhaps. We're getting ready to meet and maybe use their quilt team, their women's quilting team, to uh, magnify and grow this ministry. And hopefully the Pillowcase Project will grow as well with it. How can people partner with you? Yeah, so there's several ways. I mean, obviously, funds are an important issue. So you can go to our website at godsamazingplans.com. G-O-D-S-A-M-A-Z-I-N-G-P-L-A-N-S, plural, dot com. But also volunteers, if you have a heart for children, if you have a heart for teaching, because we are starting to create partnerships with these nonprofits, and they would love for us to actually come in and teach it because of our passion and our understanding behind it. Um, But I can't do all those things. I can't go all those places. We were fortunate enough with this last partnership. We had raised others up that wanted to teach. We had eight different groups that launched out of the one that I started. And so we are raising up some teachers. But because we're a ministry, an organization that's processing through the nonprofit status right now, we don't really have those funds yet to stipend or pay for. So we would love to raise funds to pay people to go out and to teach and to volunteer as well. If you have a passion to sew or you have a gift, the first project actually started with a Facebook in search of fabric. And we had an overload of donations, which was amazing. Uh, We did purchase some at a discounted price, but we also had friends that donated you know, great fabric for the pillowcases, great fabric for the blankets. So if you have fabric or know of anybody that would like to get rid of it, we would absolutely love that. If you know organizations that would like to bring any of our curriculum in, currently we have the 30-day challenge to living out your amazing plan, which can be done in like a 30-day everyday intensive study, or we have the 12-week developing the godly woman, the 12 characteristics of a godly woman. And we are getting ready to take the 30-day challenge into an eight-week curriculum. So if you know of any organization that is trying to empower youth of any population, but especially in the foster or adoption arena, we would love to partner with them and talk to them about how we can help build up the character and the self-esteem, their identity in knowing who they are, and helping to recognize their amazing plan that God has created, not just created, but pre-created. And yeah, obstacles have gotten in the way, but we want to go and help move those obstacles out of the way. We want to help to remind them really to have a vision of who they are and where they can go in this world. 
How else can people help us? I would love to, you know, promote this anywhere I can. One of the greatest things when we get our nonprofit status, Pepper, you don't know, but my husband is actually a former LA Rams football player. He played for the LA Rams for 10 years. And so we are really dreaming and hoping. We've done some fundraising events in the past, but we're really hoping when we get the nonprofit status fully authorized that we can do some really fun and exciting family events hopefully with some of the Rams or former players and so we would love just people to come alongside us and see what we need how we can do it we need specialty we need help with every aspect of nonprofit of legal of financial of you know mentorship advising partnering with us to grow and continue to reach the population that is at very high risk very high risk. What impact do you hope to have on the community? I didn't bring all the statistics with me, so I I don't really want to quote specifics, but I will give you some generalities. Reggie and I were fortunate enough to emcee a Thanksgiving adoption awareness prayer breakfast for the city of Irvine before COVID. And we spoke with a room full of, there was probably at least three, 400, maybe 500 people leaders in the community, city government officials, but also mothers, fathers, grandparents, aunts and uncles. And when we really rattle through the statistics, especially of the foster children that are in this world, in this community, in this county of Riverside, San Bernardino County, it's staggering the amount of children that are in foster care. And what's even more staggering besides the amount in foster that may or may not ever get a forever family, is when they are not adopted, statistics show like 80% will end up in human trafficking. Mm -hmm. 80% will end up incarcerated. And I don't have the exact, I say 80, it was like 72, 76, but it's high. Into homelessness, drug addiction. And as I shared that day on stage, I want to impact people to know that we will pay the price one way or another. We either pay the price by getting personally involved and fostering or adopting or mentoring or supporting a foster or adoption family, like with the bonding experiences, the opportunity to break free and go on a date or go do something fun or get out and relax and get away from the difficulty that they might be facing. Or if we choose to turn our back and we say, no, thank you, I'm too busy or I don't have space, we will pay with our pocketbooks. We will pay as taxpayers one way or another in incarceration, in human trafficking, in homelessness, in drug addiction. And so I have not personally done a mathematical equation, but I'm smart enough to know that the equation on a proactive stance is always greater, easier than the post, which is going to hurt us as a community, financially, personally, emotionally, spiritually, and ultimately for each and every one of these people um, that have either been born into unfortunate circumstances, situations, difficulties, and for no fault of their own. And even though it might be difficult, I don't know if you have personal knowledge because you alluded straight out (laughs) that it's difficult. It's ups and downs, but so is life. And so fostering and adopting is, is not truly any different. It may be, you know, magnified slightly, but 
it's one human being helping another human being. And so I just really pray that our advocacy, our teaching, our training, our fundraising efforts, they create awareness to teach people to get involved one way or another, personally, physically, or financially. Tell us about the results and outcomes you've seen in the communities that you've worked with as part of Amazing Life Ministries. Well, I was sharing a little bit earlier that we had an organization that partnered with us and we got to be a part of their life where we got to actually go to a Bible study with them, witness a baptism, witness them growing and breaking off of their old beliefs and lifestyles to where they have, I'm talking about human trafficking right now, and human trafficking is a mental and emotional battle that really takes a lot of effort to break free from, and it's a spiritual battle as well. And so we've watched the spiritual battle where they get released from the lies that this is all they're worth. This is all the value they have in this world. And so I've watched three women in particular break away from that struggle and learn to live a peaceful, independent, successful life and reuniting with their own kids. Because a lot of times when you're homeless, when you're in addiction, when you're incarcerated, when you're in human trafficking, you are actually in the exact circumstance where my kids were, where you might be losing your children, where you might be separated from your children, where you have to literally fight for your life to try to reunify. And so I've seen two of those women reunify successfully with their children, which is the ultimate goal, is to get people healthy get them reunified with their children, get a family structure that is healthy, happy, so they can break the generational curses and bonds of what they believe to be their life. But they don't have to be there. So I have watched and witnessed that. I mean, one of the greatest things I've seen in the community really is my own children. Pepper doing a ministry that's helping kids with foster adoption. We can't speak for our children. And so just because mom and dad have had a passion and a call to this ministry doesn't mean our children have. And it's got to be an independent individual decision to say, I want to advocate too. And so watching it even in my own children's life, I shared with you earlier today that my kids and my husband all listened to K-Frog and my son who's 15 and was asking about the interview was like, oh, I don't get to go. I was your co-host on my old radio show. (laughs) And so just learning and watching our own children grasp what adoption meant, what foster meant, and breaking free from that and going full circle to advocating for those individuals is extremely exciting. Uh, And I was sharing earlier about my oldest son starting to now move into that arena And it's pretty exciting to watch something full circle where somebody was hurt and broken and lost, recover their identity, find their self-worth, find their self-esteem, find their purpose, and then start becoming an advocate for the very same population. It's pretty exciting to watch. How are your kids doing now? My kids are doing really good. Now, they are kids, and they are three boys. I homeschool them. My oldest one graduated last year and is working full-time, 
and Pepper, you don't know my kids, so it's hard to like talk to you like about where they were and where they are. But my oldest son is doing absolutely amazing. I kind of have to pinch myself every day. I know it's not going to be a perfect journey and there still might be obstacles that come up, but watching him gives me not just hope for myself and my other children, but gives me hope for other families that are struggling. Don't give up. Keep persevering. Keep going back. Keep reminding them who they are. Keep speaking truth into their life. Keep reminding them that whatever lies they're believing are not true. And when they really, oh, he is doing so good. I mean, again, this sounds kind of silly, but the last two nights he and his girlfriend have been at our house making dinner. But the most surprising thing, washing dishes (laughs) without being told. (laughs) And so proud and so happy and saying, Mama, I did the dishes. I mean, I know that sounds so silly, but if you're a mom of boys or anybody, any children, you know that to have initiative and to have pride and to have self-esteem and to, to feel confident in who they are is the greatest joy a mother could ever have. And my two younger boys are 16 and 15. They're both sophomores. Again, we homeschool through a local charter and they are growing and doing amazingly well very social still, involved in our church. They absolutely love our church, uh, the youth ministry, the camps, and uh, getting involved and serving and socializing. And, and, you know, they play drums and guitar, and they are involved in golf, and they are involved in Little League baseball. And so they're doing really, really, really well. It's not a perfect world. It's not a perfect family. It's not a perfect life. But it is a great life, and uh, we know that it will be a victorious life. I've been speaking with Tamara Doss, founder of Amazing Life Ministries. How can people reach out to you or learn more? Yeah, you can go to our website, and right there you can contact, you can follow along in any upcoming events, fundraising events, or studies that will be creating and and doing. You'll be able to be in contact with us there. It's godsamazingplans.com. And you can reach out to our number at 951-202-3567. Or you can reach out to email at tamara.doss at rocketmail.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-A dot D-O-S-S at R-O-C-K-E-T-M-A-I-L dot com. And uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, We'd love to hear your stories. I was sharing with you that I used to have a radio show and we used to honor foster adoption families and share testimonies every week for two hours. And you just never know what we might do on our website of any family that has experience, has challenges and struggle and has needs where we can help you facilitate, get you linked into the community so that you too can live an amazing life. We all deserve it and we were all created and formed to live one. And so I think we should work diligently every day to remind ourselves of that, recognize what that means, and find the resources to do it. Because it's a partnership. We cannot do it on our own. We have to work together. Thank you so much for talking with us today. And thank you for making a difference in our community. Thank you so much, Pepper, for uh, having us here today and representing all of the populations and the things that we do at Amazing Life Ministries. Thank you. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. 
anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.